Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, and lots of you have jumped aboard. Get the new floors you always wanted, Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to AshleyFineFloors.com for more information. Guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating your special moment or simply saving a night in the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, open Tuesday through Sunday this week from 5 p.m. until close. Tell Chris... Uh, Chef Eltop and Brendan that Oilers now sent you. We have Craig McTavish here. It's Mac T on Mondays for Contract Equipment Limited, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. And Mac T is our headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the uh, best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk. Travis and Trent will take care of you. W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. All right, I got to read this. I got to read it. Here we go. I got to read it. Glenn has texted us, Bob, it's Mac T. He knows more than you. Stop trying to influence the obvious. Ask him questions and listen to his answers. You sound more like Jack Daly, <laughs> says Glenn. Well, Glenn, come on. Jack, Jack's, Jack's not as bad as me the at that. The checks in the mail. Jack, uh, what's Glenn, that? The, the checks in the mail, Glenn, for you. Is this uh, your what, a, what an astute observation. <laughs> oh, there. <laughs> there, I got you. All right. Uh, so, Stuart Skinner. 12 straight wins, 9.50 save percentage, 25. Someone said to me the other day, look at where Hellebuck was at the same age. And I'm like, I never thought of Stuart Skinner as a Connor Hellebuck-type goaltender or even a Demko-type goaltender. Is it possible he's tracking and trending to that path? Well, we're going to bring Brendan in momentarily, but Mac, the floor is yours. Well, for sure. Uh, you look at what he's done and over a period of time, so... He's got a very high-level game, and he's there right now. I love the fact he's local, too. I love the fact he's a local kid. Um, family, deep roots here. He cares. He gets it. And I'm, I'm, I'm amazed, actually, at how, how well he's played. I mean, you know as well as I know, this is not an easy city to be an NHL goaltender. You could ask, you know, multiple Ben Scrivens, and it's it's hard. And there's a lot of scrutiny, and you know he's still. This is second year in the league as a, as a full time goalie. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know that's that, he's he 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 internalized all that pressure, some of the struggles early. I thought he handled and was you know really objective in his assessment of his play early, and now he's just putting them together, rolling them. I mean he's he's provided us a level of. Uh, uh, consistent number one goaltending that I don't think the team's had really since we had Roley and before him, Tommy Sallow. Brendan? I think it's important to remember that in order, or in addition rather, to being a Calder Trophy finalist last year, he was also an all-star, and that was something that hadn't been done by an Oilers goaltender in a long time. So I think he's the real deal for a lot of different reasons, but his composure to me is the airmark of his game. Even though he may not be as, say, highly touted or even as technically sound a goaltender as someone like a Hellebuck, uh, what he does 
as Craig just alluded to, is navigate the waters of this market better than really anybody that we could have seen or imagined. Even when it was horrendous in the beginning portion of the season, he came by it honestly, but it didn't let him just totally sink him. So I think that that's really what is helping set him apart. So too is a 950 save percentage in the last 10 games. Yeah, last 12 starts, he's got a 12-game winning streak. A 1.41 goals against average and a 9.50 save percentage. You want a wild stat on how they need to change the All-Star game? You ready for this? Cam Talbot is L.A.'s representative. He is winless in his last 10 starts. He is 0-7-3 in his last 10 starts. Stuart Skinner's won 12 games in a row. The longest He's got a longer winning streak than Grant Fear in between the pipes. Yeah. Well, you make a good point there. Yeah, like it's maybe we he, jump a little yeah. too quickly in a name and all. Maybe, like yeah. maybe we should. I don't know. It, uh, we, we walked through. We had an alumni event the other day. Yeah, and, uh, tell tell people about uh, that. Yeah, went in uh, a great uh, gesture by Patty Garland and and Heather uh, in our alumni uh, department who do such a fantastic job. But they organized an event where they invited the the alumni to to a practice, and then we went in the dressing room and. Had a had a bit of lunch with the players, and uh, obviously I like to go in the coach's room and see what's going on there. I walk through there and I see the happiest guy uh, <laughs> in the organization, Dustin Schwartz. After because nobody's talking about Dustin Schwartz anymore, are they? No, they well they were. Yeah, well, at the yeah, start of the year they, they wanted were. him, but uh, no, he's he's done an incredible job, and that's. I mean, I give him a lot of credit navigating uh, mentally through the struggles that uh, Stewart would have had. You got to be, you you got to have a guy with experience. Dustin's got a lot of experience and be able to provide the best perspective. And I give him a lot of credit. Obviously, he's done a good job with Cal Pickard too. Uh, so the goaltending's just a non-issue. And I mean. That, that Stuart Skinner has solved one massive, massive problem for the for the management team of the Edmonton Oilers, because you know if if it didn't improve and get better, there was going to have to be some sort of move made, obviously, yeah. and I'm sure they contemplated, made many phone calls, but we, we you know we didn't have to. Ex- expend any assets and this guy's playing fantastic yeah uh, i'm gonna open up the uh the ashley fine floors text line 780-496-0063 same question i'm gonna ask mac t here right now you mentioned the other guy calvin pickard again i'm not in the room on a day-to-day well i am in the room on a day-to-day basis but i'm not in the room as a player on the team i travel with the team my sense is The guys love Calvin Pickard. That's the sense. He's just a consummate pro. Obviously, today, goalies are out there first. That's a given. He's out there. But it's how late he stays out at the end of practice, working with everybody uh, in all aspects. Does, you know, totally supporting Stewart. And so the question needs to be asked. He's winning his games, too. He's got a good record. He's at a 9.15 save percentage as a backup. I think if the Oilers put Skinner or Pickard on waivers right now, I think he might get claimed. Craig, you've worn the chair as a GM. Do the Edmonton Oilers need to bring in another goalie here, or can they go with this tandem the rest of the way? Well, it depends on asset cost, right? 
I think if you get somebody that can uh, has a little bit more pedigree than Cal, then you'd have to consider it for low asset value in return, because he's he's played great. My sense has always been, you know, you play the player lets you know what their capability is. And uh, his capability in his last number of starts has been very high, so I wouldn't consider making any change uh, currently and keep rolling out the goaltending as we've done. And if if it becomes a problem or he looks like he's he's uh, dropping off from where he is today, then you'd have to consider it. But apparently, Jack's playing well in the American League too, as well. But I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, to your point I wouldn't be putting Cal Pickard on waivers uh, when he's coming off a shutout. <laughs> oh, that's a given. The Oilers Now Injury Reports brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, uh, probably the best Golden Bear football player the last 40 years. Uh, two-time CFL All-Star, won the 93 Grey Cup. And Jim Brown, big supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the Alberta Golden Bears. The Oilers are completely healthy. That's another part of the storyline here. Uh, Dylan Holloway uh, and uh, Philip Kemp ended up going down to Bakersfield. Kemp played uh, the other night. Not sure. We'll see on Holloway. I mean, it's entirely possible he doesn't play. It's just a byproduct of buying a little bit more cap space here. Time will tell in that regard. When we come back, we're going to go back in the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct work where, and he, talking about goaltenders, Matthias Ekholm had a pretty interesting comment. We'll get to that, and then we're going to ask General Manager McTavish a couple more questions about what the Oilers need to target. It's 543 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. We have Mac T on Mondays again for Contract Equipment Limited. Michael and the staff there, and it is uh, as we speak uh, five forty-six. All right, um, let's go to Matthias Ekholm. This is after the Oilers got the four-one uh, victory against Nashville, their sixteenth consecutive victory. And Matthias Ekholm had these thoughts as we circle back into the Oilers now audio vault for direct workwear. We've found some sort of structure defensively that allows our goaltenders to play great. On, uh, it allows us to keep the opposition score down, and, and we hang around and, and we get those goals at crucial, crucial times right now, which is, I've been on the other side of that feeling when you feel like you're creating, 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 but you just can't, let it, can't get it to go. So enjoying the feeling, enjoying uh, the wins, because they don't come easy in this league. Um, but also with that, I think there is another level to our game. Well, he's he's bang on. It's uh, I mean another fantastic acquisition too. Yeah, uh, the character and the depth the best of his move, game. Best move the GM's ever made. Best trade he's made. Zach Hyman was pretty good signing. <laughs> Zach Hyman was a pretty good signing. Uh, but this was a trade, an actual yeah, trade. Yeah, yeah. Re- really, really good job. But he's right. The offense is a fickle woman. It. She's not there for you every night, but the defense is there night in and night out. If you, and it's a, a decision that you make to play good defensive hockey. And I mean, they've got the template now, as he said. And uh, you know, you provide that high-powered offense with with a team that's pretty structured defensively with great goaltending. It's pretty tough to beat. Uh, we have discussed this in the past. Your 2001-2002 team came in second in the league in goals against you. Missed the playoffs because you couldn't afford goal scores in the pre-cap world. You kept having to trade them. You were right there. You just missed the playoffs in that 0-1-0-2 season. But you had the second-best defense in the league. Well, now we have a team that has the two best offensive players in the NHL since the 15-16 season. 
that's now committed to playing defense with structure, which was what Matias was talking about. And that's why you think that this is the best defensively that they've played during the McDavid dry settle era, and it's not even close. Yeah, they're they're ready for it now. They, I mean, they have the experience. They know that you know the 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 best lessons are the ones learned most painfully, and uh, they they learned a valuable lesson last year against Vegas in the. Uh, in the playoffs, and you know, it'll be interesting to see. That's why I'm so excited to see that game on Tuesday. Well, we'll get to that game towards 5:54, 5:55, because I want to sort of yeah. harken back to a game of your era. Um, let's do this. Pan, uh, Penner pancakes—that's the handle. Penner's pancakes is Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, Bob and Mac T. Here we go. What realistic move, GM MACT, would you make uh, for the playoffs to put this team over the top? What realistic move would you make? i got to get the font size included. So I think these aren't the three. They're supposed to be 3.25 cheaters for me. And I think yeah, they're, they're not working. They're not working. It's almost like, I don't know, somebody's having playing some games. Realistically. Yeah. <clears throat> so you would need, you... Everybody talks about depth of defense that you need to be able to support your club through you know, inevitable injuries. Yeah. Uh, so that I'm sure that was a, a big topic of discussion when the pro scouts were here last week. Yeah. And you know, bottom six. If you could find one more guy, we talked a middle about six. that. Elias Lindholm in Calgary. Like he's got a lot of depth to his game. Face-offs, penalty killing, right-handed, great setup guy. I mean. Calgary's lost four in a row now, so they're 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 going to be more intrigued uh, to be a seller. But would it be hard to send them to Edmonton? Very, uh, but is it impossible? No, but somebody like that of that of that ilk. To me, it's this simple. I know we have some people in in Southern Alberta listening, or maybe we have Flames fans listening. We're not disparaging Calgary; they're just in a spot where it appears they're headed down an inevitable path. They're like a guy who's three-quarters bald that needs to just commit and go totally bald. And it's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do. And the Oilers did it under Daryl Cates. It was Daryl Cates who said, Bob, he said, on Oilers now, Bob, let's face it, we're rebuilding during the end of the 9-10 season. We have to commit to it. I know it took way longer than everybody wanted it to take. But they, you know, he ended up getting Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle out of it when it was all said and done. If I were to look at the perfect player for the Oilers on paper uh, as a forward Lindholm would be that guy like if yeah Eckholm home tur- run like if, and and the compound things like you just Calgary's got to be thinking okay they they may be in the playoff race they may make the playoffs they might but they're they're, they're never going to win it they they don't have the team to win win a Stanley Cup in my mind and so you've got to you can't let those guys walk out the door for nothing. They could get... I, w- I would be prepared to give them two number ones or a pass number one and an upcoming number one plus a player off the current roster. Like, Yeah. That would provide them with some more flexibility. Like maybe they take a defenseman back and then turn around and they trade Hannafin out and get a, a number one plus for him as well. And then they can really start things with two moves. They did do it before, Craig, back in 12-13. They traded uh, Bo Meester and Aginla within about 72 hours of each other. And obviously, Iggy was the hard one. 
Yeah. Right? Like, because Jay ended up, I think Jay went to St. Louis, St. Louis at that time. So Lindholm would, I like, and it's it's out of respect for Calgary, I'd say this. He's the best guy, Craig. He, he looks to be, to me, like he just has that pedigree. He's going to win face-offs. He's going to play tough minutes. He can really, he can play in your top six. He's a right he shot. He can play in your middle six. Yeah. Like, I, I like Derek Ryan a lot. Way down the lineup, though. And he's got the flexibility. He could go to the wing. But I think, you know, when you get down to the last, you know, seven or eight teams in the playoffs, you're you're coming up against some big centermen. Yeah. And very strong centermen that are going to, are very adept at winning crucial battles and face-offs. And, I mean, I, I think we could use a little support there. Uh, it could be a total pipe dream that Edmonton would end up getting him. I'm just saying yeah. if there would be one guy, I, you know, it was like some people said, well, what about Sean Monaghan? And I'm like, well, ah, left shot. Uh, he's had a good recent run with Montreal. Probably a decent third line option. Doesn't have the pace. That Doesn't have the pace. Right. You like down there. Fourth line centers. and More Energy. I, you know, you're sitting there looking at Carrick, who's hard-nosed and tough. Until a week ago, he had as many even strength points as, or as many even strength goals as Monaghan. Until a week ago, Monaghan had a good week this week. Uh, and then Kastelik, who hardly plays in Ottawa. If he can't play in Ottawa, no. me, like, is he any no. better than no. the guys you got here right now? So, which circles us back. If you're going to go for it with a forward, now the other option's on the wing. Well, you- and the other thing, I w- the other point I was going to make is if what if Vancouver gets him? What if Colorado gets them? I mean, that's that's a big upgrade, right? On, on those teams and Vancouver, don't don't get me wrong, they, they're they're good. They're good. And they got them. They, they could be outside of Edmonton, but from start to finish, they they're the best team I've seen. They he's got them finishing every check. The competitive level is high. The accountability is high, and they're 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 deep. You got to dig in and go all in to go get him because I think he's going to be the best forward out there. Craig McTavish, Mac T on Mondays. All right, you brought up Vegas. Yeah, first time since you know you played in Vegas since the order. You know, yeah, you lost at home in Game Six. You beat him here. Was it overtime or a shootout? The Oilers won against Vegas here uh, earlier this season. But sometimes I think you need to send a message on the road. Your team did that to the L.A. Kings in 1989-90. February 28th, one of the most penalized games in NHL history. You guys beat the living blank out of the Kings. You lost the game, but you won the war. And you swept them in the playoffs in 90, and you beat them again in 91 and 92. You scored the game winner in Game 6 of one of those series, as I recall, in overtime. Do you remember? Did you know when you went into that game in 1990 playing against L.A. after they vanquished your playoff dreams in 89 and Wayne danced around the ice. Did you know that it might get a little nasty in that game in 1990 in L.A.? Well, it didn't take me long to realize it was going to get nasty because Marty went right after Mark McSorley, went after Mark Messier. And uh, we had Dave Brown, if I'm not mistaken, on our team then. And he was a great uh, neutralizer. So he'd go right after Marty. But, of course, Marty was smart enough that he was going to, you know, sp- spend all of his attention 
on uh, Mark to try and get Mark off his game, and then so then then it got ugly. And if if they're challenging your best player at that point, it's you you don't have a choice. You gotta you gotta. Who who was the famous old time coach that said if you can't beat them in the alley, you can't beat them on the ice? Yeah. And there is a certain amount of truth Punch to in that. Black, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's a certain amount of truth to that. It's not as truthful as it used to be, but when that's why we like the additions of Kane and uh, Perry. Those guys are going to get better as the competition amps up, in my mind. And uh, you know, those guys are built for the fight yeah well I, I mean maybe for the listeners and you you can it's available on YouTube even Brendan could probably tweet it out from our Witters now account at one point Craig Simpson and I believe Essa taken in were two on one in Marty McSorley like it was just awesome because Marty ducked Dave Brown the entire game <clears throat> then he yeah. fought him in the playoffs at like 91 but he ducked him in d- during that yeah. game and Marty ended up. I think he got Bob or uh, Brownie got Bob Helkitas, and you know Bob showed up and took the fight, but he got the kick right out of oh, him. Right, that was yeah. bad. And uh, you know, guys, like they had two or three players that left the ice and left that game. Like it was nasty. I was working on ITV with Sports Night with Darren Detition, and we were like. Darren's like, we're not going to have a show tonight, stuff. Let's, let's open up a bottle of scotch. <laughs> like, he's laughing, but it was the greatest game. I loved it. And I knew right then, if you played him in the playoffs, you were going to beat him after yeah. that happened. Yeah. Like, message sent. Well, you, you bring up Craig Simpson's, too, his name. That, he was dirty. I mean, everybody thinks he was, you know, a finesse kind of. Pretty boy. Yeah. You said it. Yeah. But, uh, he was dirty. He was really dirty and super competitive, and uh, he would get you. He would, he would run you from behind. He'd like nothing better than just running you from behind. I think that was the game that Craig Muni low bridge Todd Ellick. Oh, okay. Remember, and Ellick yeah, landed. Another guy that was uh, really dirty. Dirty knees. <laughs> Say it in the most infectious. <laughs> it yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Were you ever scared? On the ice, always, really, you know, yeah, oh yeah, it's you know, it's fear is, uh, you know, it's 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 there. It's courage is the management of fear. It's not the absence of fear. I mean, you have to be crazy not to be a little fearful in those environments. I mean, you, I've been punched by Wendell Clark, and let me tell you, that's that's not a lot of fun. No. No. Preseason game, as I recall. It's like getting kicked in the uh, face by a mule. Yeah. And, I mean, I've always maintained that somebody's going to be killed in a fight. Yeah. And the guys are so big and strong. And, you, you, I mean, I joke with the media a lot that, you, you know, that with every row above the ice surface, you get tougher and tougher and tougher till you get to the press box, and then you're really tough. 100%. But you get down there in that battle, and somebody's dropping the gloves, you can be seriously hurt. And there's a guy like Dave Brown, and he doesn't even need to say which one of you wants it. He's just looking at you, and you're like, yeah, I am not going to him, because he could kill somebody if that left Yeah, him. yeah, and he almost did. Jim Kite. Yeah, well, he had it coming here. to him. And uh, Grimson, <laughs> Stu Grimson, that was... Two great moments in the Battle of Alberta history. He, he could not 
have been more focused after that first game against Calgary. Yeah. Mac T, great stuff. Thanks for coming in the studio. James Dunn has a global news weather traffic update. When we come back, Frank Cervelli for the horses and horse racing in Alberta.